0: The largest conservative event is coming up in December in Phoenix, Arizona, it's the 18th to the 21st. Tickets are going faster than ever. Make sure you go to tposa.com to get your tickets today. You don't want to miss it. Use promo code POSO in all caps, P-O-S-O, when ordering your tickets for 25% off. See you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. First up, a clinical psychologist describes Epstein's grooming tactics in the Ghislaine Maxwell case. Next, CIA directors for 14 years covered up a series of child sex crimes within Langley. Third, the Waukesha massacre suspect had a six of six risk report when released by the DA, according to new documents. And finally, Jussie Smollett's lawyers claim the judge attacked them, and they're asking for a mistrial. All this more head, Human Events Daily. Truly disgusting stuff coming out of the New York City case, Ghislaine Maxwell, the descriptions of the grooming, the types of operations that were going on. We're not getting a lot about the Epstein network, but one thing that did come out in the trial was that prosecutors brought forward a child psychologist to talk to us about the stages of grooming that are used by people like Epstein and Maxwell in these types of situations. Psychologist Lisa Rocchio, A clinical psychologist testified that adults who sexually abuse children commonly engage in a process that can be thought of as having five basic steps. One, selecting a victim. Two, obtaining access to and isolating the victim. Three, using lies, deceit, and manipulation to build trust and attachment. Four, desensitizing a victim to physical and sexual touching, and five, maintaining control to coerce the victim into accepting continued abuse. Dr. Rocchio said that the grooming process could include giving gifts, building rapport through expressions of concern, bringing up sexual subjects in conversation, and slowly escalating sexualized physical interactions with prospective victims. So to all parents out there, or to anybody that's involved in any type of organization, Um, that involves children. These are the types of things you need to look out for. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean, look, you, you know, you see somebody give a gift, you see someone being friendly, right? Obviously, that doesn't mean that's a person that's conducting grooming. But what you want to watch out for are these red flags. You want to watch out for the isolation. You want to watch out for anybody who's mentioning any of these, you know, sexual or really just adult topics in basic conversation with someone who's under age. These are the red flags to watch out for. And as we will see, these are the things that start coming up more and more with Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein as this case continues. But there was also testimony yesterday from Jeffrey Epstein's housekeeper. Now this guy had not only access to the premises, but access to Epstein's black books. Take a listen.
1: This testimony today showed really how intertwined Maxwell and Epstein's lives were.
2: Right. I think today we got uh, sort of more of a narrative of exactly how this household ran and what kinds of, uh, you know, visitors they had and how, you know, uh, Maxwell ran this household. Really, she did the hiring and firing and she seemed to pull a lot of the strings, even at one point directing uh, employees to complete tasks in a 58-page Booklet that she put together, uh, so we you get we were getting more of a narrative of exactly how this uh, operation ran, right. this sex trafficking operation.
1: Today, the defense brought up some inconsistencies in one accuser's testimony. How damaging, in your mind?
2: Well, you know it's very early on. It's only day four of the trial. And we still have three other ac- accusers that are going to take the stand. But I think that uh, Maxwell. You know, she she has hired herself a team of really aggressive attorneys, and and, uh, one of them who questioned Jane um, was very good at pointing out the inconsistencies between the testimony uh, or the information that she gave authorities a year, even a year ago, and how it differed from the testimony that she gave in court on Wednesday.
1: You probably know this case, Beth, much better than most. Was there anything presented in the trial so far that surprised you?
2: I think overall, so far anyway, I'm surprised that the evidence or the testimony isn't more damning. Uh, They really haven't, as of yet anyway, um you know tied maxwell they the, to to this trafficking what they've done really is uh indicted epstein and of course epstein is dead and they're not going to be able to 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 punish him and so i think to some degree the elephant in the room really is epstein and and most of the victims are saying he's the one that abused them so i think you know they have to i'm um, you know, with the other victims that are going to take the stand, perhaps they will provide more yeah. evidence of Maxwell's involvement.
1: Well, that that actually plays right toward what the defense said from the very beginning. You want to be trying Epstein, but you can't because he's dead. You shouldn't be trying her,
2: right? And I think that the witness yesterday, because they had she had so many inc- inconsistencies, I think that that that, that played into um, the defense story a little bit. Uh, But as I said, you know... um...
0: And as the case is going on, Daily Mail just hit us with an exclusive last night, Jeffrey Epstein's access to the Clinton White House laid bare. Visitor logs reveal the pedophile visited the former president at least 17 times, including a dozen in 1994, twice in one day on three separate occasions. Visitor logs exclusively Revealed by DailyMail.com, revealed Jeffrey Epstein visited the White House 17 times during Clinton's first term, 1993 to 1995. These documents were released as part of a FOIA request. The late financier was invited by some of Clinton's most senior advisors and aides, including Robert Rubin, who later served as Clinton's Treasury Secretary. While Epstein's crimes did not become public knowledge until his 2006 arrest, the visits would have occurred around the time his alleged madam, Ghislaine Maxwell, or as we call her, Lady Epstein, was allegedly procuring underage girls for him. This is a question that the Clintons have never significantly answered. President Trump has gone over this again and again. One flight from Palm Beach to New York When he found out what was going on, he kicked Epstein and banned him from Mar-a-Lago. It's very clear what happened here. But most importantly, it's also very clear that we need more information about these black books and every single person who was involved with this network and at what level. So this next story is one of those ones where you're like, come on, that can't be real last segment, we talked all about the Epstein Network. This segment, according to new documents that have just been released via FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, to BuzzFeed News, and credit where credit is due, actual documents released to BuzzFeed News, Jason Leopold, CIA files say staffers committed sex crimes involving children. They weren't prosecuted. What does this mean? Directors of the CIA, going all the way back to the President Bush years, under President Bush, President Obama and on forward covered up child sex abuse that was going on within the CIA, or at least within CIA officers' uh, ranks. One employee had sexual contact with a two-year-old and a six-year-old. He was fired. A second employee purchased three sexually explicit videos of young girls filmed by their mothers. He resigned. A third employee estimated that he had viewed up to He'd viewed up to 1,400 sexually abusive images of children while on agency assignments, while on CIA assignments. The records do not say what option, if any. The CIA took against him, a contractor who arranged for sex with an undercover FBI agent posing as a child, had his contract revoked. So you remember the CIA, right, folks? This is that organization that's run by John Brennan that was told again and again to us. They said again and again, we just have America's best interests at heart. Remember, 17 intel agencies, 17 intel agencies are all telling us the truth about Trump, the truth about Russia, the truth about white rage, whatever else is going on out there. Listen to John Brennan talking about Russia collusion just a few years ago.
3: I encountered and I'm aware of information and intelligence that um, revealed contacts and interactions between Russian officials and US persons involved in the uh, Trump campaign. That um, I was concerned about because of known Russian efforts to suborn such individuals. And it uh, raised questions in my mind, again, whether or not the Russians were able to gain the cooperation of those individuals. I don't know whether or not. SUCH COLLUSION, THAT'S YOUR TERM, SUCH COLLUSION EXISTED, I DON'T KNOW. BUT I KNOW THAT THERE WAS A SUFFICIENT BASIS OF INFORMATION AND INTELLIGENCE THAT REQUIRED FURTHER uh, INVESTIGATION BY THE BUREAU TO DETERMINE WHETHER OR NOT U.S. PERSONS WERE ACTIVELY CONSPIRING, COLLUDING.
0: ON APRIL 2010, A SPECIAL AGENT, APRIL 8, 2010 contacted the CIA Office of Inspector General regarding agency contractor, name is redacted, advising him that he had gone into an online chat room in an attempt to travel interstate for the purposes of having sex with what he believed to be an underage child. Well, it turns out, That the person he was talking to, who is supposedly going to be this uh, essentially a groomer for one of these children, was actually an undercover special agent from the FBI using an entrapment operation with this chat room. So the CIA is going into these online chat rooms. I don't even know where you go to find stuff like that on CIA IP addresses. That means while they're at work. That means while they're at work. So John Brennan, very, very, very concerned with, uh, you know, the dossier, the Steele dossier, which was completely fake, which was completely bogus. But when you have stuff like this, here here again. One CIA agent admitted to the IG inappropriate sexual contact with one child victim, inappropriate sexual activity with a second child victim, and an examination confirmed he was found to have extensively downloaded child pornography. Folks, I'm not talking about just their home computers. This is on their government computers. Pedophiles, Pentagon, CIA, Langley. So forgive me if I'm not going to immediately jump when you tell me that Russia is hacking the elections, when you've literally got pedophiles sitting behind the keyboards of Langley, telling us that they know what's going on around the world and inside our own government. Well, regime and corporate media have all but stopped talking about the Waukesha Massacre. But Human Events Daily is not one of those. So we are going to continue talking about it. New documents show that Darrell Brooks was assessed as a 6-6 risk to the public, but the DA let him out anyway due to bail reform and criminal justice reform policies. So if we look at these documents, Milwaukee County Pre-Trial Risk Assessment Report. PSA assessment date, 11-5-21, November 5th, 2021. Just a few days before this horrific attack took place. And I should mention, by the way, that there are still children and parade attendees that are in the ICU in critical condition as we speak today because of this situation. And I've been told that we are putting together um, essentially a a drive to be able to try to try to raise some funds raise some support for these families and for these kids and more to come on that but we've got something in the works because it it is very horrific and not only should no family ever have to deal with something like that clearly no family should have to deal something with that at christmas time six out of six and it goes through all the different risk factors red of the red in terms of this the system as you know they used to say this after 9 11 the system was flashing red when it came to this guy. I'm also gonna pull up now, we've got his record. This is someone, by the way, who never should have been out on the street. His mother has come out and said that he was actually getting some kind of uh, mental health treatment. And I gotta tell you, that's something that's, I've talked about so many times, and I'll mention it again now. We need to reopen inpatient mental health facilities in this country you cannot have people like this habitual offenders whether they're addicts or whether they're people who have mental issues they cannot just be allowed back out on the street you're going to lead to more situations like this we have to get out of the of this this idea this ridiculous notion that you can just prescribe people pharmaceuticals and then put them out on their own and that they're gonna be perfectly fine. Look at Kensington, Philadelphia. Look at Waukesha, Wisconsin. This is the situation and you're gonna get more Waukesha's, you're gonna get more Kensington's, you're gonna get more San Francisco's the more you continue to do this. You look at this guy's record, back to 1999. Aggravated battery, carrying concealed weapon, resisting obstruction, loitering, obstructing an officer, resisting, resisting, receiving stolen property, paternity warrants, strangulation and suffocation, domestic abuse battery, Uh, more warrants, more uh, bail jumping, uh, more possession, possession of a firearm as a convicted felon, use of a firearm in domestic abuse. More paternity warrants, domestic battery, bail jumping, endangering safety. This is the one early November where we were told that he had essentially run over his girlfriend just a few days before this happened. This is a guy that shouldn't have been out on the street, whether it's behind bars or behind an institution's walls where he's getting the care he needs. We need to be better about protecting our people. Even Joe Rogan actually mentioned this, and I'm going to play that out because I appreciate Joe for mentioning this.
4: Give yourself if
1: you a, a all headache. These steps. If you took all these steps, step one, defund the police. Step one, hire these insane, progressive, air quotes, crime-loving prosecutors, DAs that are letting people off I, and like the guy in Wisconsin that ran over those 50 people. That guy, they had just... He had tried to run over his girlfriend. Engineered he was out on only a $1,000 bail. I he knew. tried to kill somebody with a car. He was out on a $1,000 bail, and then he runs over 50 people in a car.
3: Engineered recidivism. And then
1: here's the f***ed up part. The way they're covering that story in the news. It's all about the car. The man, you know, there's, It's not the man who killed those people. It's, the car. it's a, an accident that was caused by an SUV. A SUV caused an accident? What are you saying? Did it go haywire? Did the, the auto driving feature go nuts and it just plowed into the crowd. No, that this evil man with real problems, like a really
0: psychologically human being drove into a crowd of strangers. Now, I want to mention as well that if you want to continue supporting us, remember, Twitter is going to start taking down information like this. We put out these records, we put out these documents. Twitter has said if you post private media, they're calling it, you're going to take it down. That's why you've got to go sign up for Getter right now. Get on the lifeboats. It's now or never. They are going to start shutting you down. You saw what Facebook did to Kyle Rittenhouse. You saw what Twitter is going to start doing to people like me, to people like anyone that's just posting true information that they consider uh, essentially harmful to the regime narrative. Get on, get, or get on the lifeboats. Well, Christmas isn't just coming. Christmas time is here. We are in the Advent season. Uh, For myself, I know Christmas has started because it's December 3rd, and that is my son's second birthday, AJ. So happy birthday, AJ. But for everybody else out there, You still have time to get your presents. And that means going to MyPillow.com using promo code POSO. Get these special deals in now before the supply chain crisis rocks down on everybody, comes down on everybody. By the way, they're saying chicken tenders, right? They're coming after our attendees. We're not going to be able to get those out anymore. So go in, get your order. MyPillow.com, you got the sheets, you got the towels, you got the mattress toppers. There are specials that are running all throughout the month of December, and I believe this week they're doing special cyber sales all this week. So go in, get your order. This next story, it's, you know, there's another case that's been going on. We haven't covered it day to day, but man, you got it. This headline, I just had to mention it. Jussie Smollett, you guys remember Jussie Smollett, Juicy Smollett. He's on trial for, as we all know, faking the hate crime that took place a couple years ago in Chicago, or I guess it was early last year. His lawyers are now claiming, this is how bad his case is going, his lawyers are claiming that the judge in the case attacked them. The judge attacked them, and they're asking for a mistrial. Listen to this.
4: Like a scene on Empire drama inside Judge James Lynn's courtroom, Jussie Smollett's attorney called for a mistrial in part for a comment made by Lynn, accusing Judge Lynn of physically lunging at attorney Tamara Walker during a sidebar huddle amongst lawyers. Attorneys also accused the judge of making snarling faces throughout testimony. Judge Lynn denied the allegations and the request for a mistrial, saying, quote, I'm stunned that you would consider a mistrial. Ola Osendaro, another star witness in the case against Jussie Smollett, testified Thursday, explaining to the jury that the actor instructed him to place a rope around his neck and douse him in gasoline. He said in court, I wasn't comfortable pouring gasoline on somebody. I didn't think it was safe. Instead, he filled a hot sauce bottle with bleach. bleach. The rope was still draped around Smollett's neck when police arrived to his apartment. Ola says Smollett didn't trust him to do the punching during the staged attack. He said, quote, He didn't think I'd be able to hold back my punches. Smollett is facing felony disorderly conduct charges for lying to police about staging his own attack and paying the brothers to carry it out. Abel Osendara also testified and denied questions from Smollett's attorneys, suggesting that he was romantically involved with the actor. Friends of Smollett standing by his claims of innocence.
0: I've known him for so long, and there is no way that Jesse Smollett would do anything like this. And of course, we all remember what Kamala Harris had to say about her good friend, Jessie.
2: Which tweet? What tweet? Uh, the, about uh, saying that it is a modern-day lynching that... Um, uh, Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Jesse Smollett. Um, I, I, okay, so I will say this about that case. I think that the facts are still unfolding, and um, I'm very um, concerned about, obviously,
0: Now, look, I don't know exactly what the sentencing phase is going to be in this, but Jussie, you got caught, and it's so bad that your own lawyers are trying to do everything they can to literally pull a Jussie Smollett to get out of this. The judge ain't going to buy it, and I guarantee you, the jurors are definitely not going to buy it. You messed up, man. You messed up. You didn't like that you weren't getting paid enough on your show, so you wanted to go big, you thought you could play games, and everyone in politics went along with this. It's very sad. I guess you could just say it's maca country. Well, that's all the time we have for today. That is, finishes up our week here on Human Events Daily. I wanna remind everybody, be the influence agent. Share this out with your normie friends. Remember our motto to you, be good, be brief, be gone. This is information, not indoctrination, Human Events Daily. But before we go, it's time for today's moment of history. Edward R. Murrow, today, December 3rd, 1943, delivered his classic orchestrated hell broadcast over CBS radio, describing a nighttime bombing raid in Berlin. He commented, Men die in the sky while others are roasted alive in their cellars. Berlin last night wasn't a pretty sight. In about 35 minutes, it was hit with about three times of the amount of stuff that ever came down on London in a night-long blitz. Total War is not a place that we ever want to see happen again. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.